The following program is brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novus Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to NovusOrdoWatch.org. That's NovusOrdoWatch.org. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Devotions with Bishop Dolan on member-supported Restoration Radio. I am your host, Matthew Arthur. This episode is created for members only. To receive access to all Restoration Radio episodes, including exclusive series, please visit truerestoration.org and go to the member area on the menu bar to find out details on becoming a member. And now we present Devotions with Bishop Dolan. Hello and welcome to a new series of devotional shows. I'm happy to be back with you on the Catholic Restoration Network to speak about a a favorite and I'm happy to say a very popular topic, our devotions. Let's begin as we always do with a prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, amen. The Golden Arrow. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most incomprehensible and ineffable name of God, be forever praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and under the earth by all the creatures of God and by the sacred heart of our Lord Jesus Christ in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. Speaking of devotions, I thought it might be good to start with a little review. That is to say that the point of any devotion is not to pile on prayers or to pander to a certain desire for novelty, but rather, going back to St. Thomas Aquinas, the idea of devotion is to Well, devovere is a Latin, to bind or to vow yourself over anew, once again, more perfectly, to the service of God. So the angelic doctor says that devotion is a certain promptness of the will to do God's will. What does this have to do with prayers and scapulars and medals and novenas and triduums, promises and indulgences? all of the kinds of things that we cover when we consider a particular devotion. Well, these are the helps that Almighty God gives us. Particularly, we see them in private revelation, as approved, of course, by the Catholic Church. These are helps to our own devotion. So you see, it's not some form of odd, particular spiritual self-indulgence meant only for those who are pious or want to be considered as very pious. These are the helps, these are the means of grace that Almighty God has given to us particularly in modern times and has enriched with many blessings. And so, our Lord promises that he will assist us Our Lord makes many beautiful and rich, you might say, 
inducements to the practice of devotion. Today I thought we would speak about the Holy Face devotion. I will grant them contrition so perfect that their very sins will be changed in my sight into jewels of precious gold. One of the Holy Face promises, which always appeals to me, is I will settle the affairs of all of their household. There are many, many promises. Those are just two I'm mentioning at the very start. Devotions help us, well, to be devout. That is to say, to build good habits in prayer and good habits in life. And remember that the life of devotion is a life that is led according to the will of God. Devotions have this advantage. They help us to focus on what really matters. Yes, they're not just on the periphery. They stress the essential and the timely, the timely truths of our faith, as we do when we practice any particular devotion. But today I'm thinking especially of the devotion to the Holy Face. Devotions, too, encompass and present to us sacramentals, a sacred prayer, an action, or an object which is liable to move the heart and the will to love God better, to perform acts of virtue. And, as I've just mentioned, at the same time, these devotions, these sacramentals, are, um, are rich in promises. This alone should be an inducement for us to take a second look at our devotions. That's what we'll be doing in this series, and perhaps looking for the first time at many other ones, which sadly today are unknown or perhaps somewhat forgotten. We've spoken before about the Holy Face devotion, but let me recommend it to you again today. The Holy Face of our Lord. The first thing to say about this devotion is that it's a quiet, prayerful look or gaze of love at our Lord. You can use any holy picture or icon or crucifix that appeals to your own sense of devotion to do that. You gaze into the face of our Lord. You see, you see your God. You see what else? His infinite love for you. It's not pious poetry. There's a stark reality here. You see his love spelt out in bruises and blood. You see his love spilled out. You see an eye which is swollen shut, the face bashed with fists, bathed in sweat, dripping with spittle, and his holy face capped, pierced with the sharp crown of thorns. The holy face of our Lord, gaze into it, and you'll see something else too, the power of this devotion. You'll see your own sins, not the theory of sins on the pages of a textbook or catechism or a prayer book examination of conscience, numbers and kinds. No, I mean, you'll be able to meditate the stark, abominable reality of sin. You can read it in the holy face of our Lord. 
And then you can see, too, of course, the excellence of reparation, making up for sin, your sins and the sins of others, so as to console our Lord, who is also also wounded already, so terribly wounded by our sins and our offenses. The Holy Face devotion invites us to join him, in a sense, to take his place in this twofold reparation. A word about the Holy Face devotion, a little review. It goes back really to ancient times, certainly to sacred scripture, to St. Jude. That's another story there. But I thought that I would talk about the Holy Face devotion in modern times, how we're going back to the 1840s now in France, how our Lord appeared and spoke many, many times to a Carmelite nun, the Carmel of Tours in France, and then in the 1840s, Saint-Marie de Saint-Pierre, Sister Mary of Saint Peter. And at the same time, you might say this is the culmination of this particular holy face devotion, although not the whole story by any means. There was a marvelous miracle that occurred in 1849 during the course of the Masonic Revolution, which drove the Holy Father, Pope Pius IX, out of Rome to Gaeta near Naples for refuge. While the Holy Father was in exile, the canons of St. Peter had exposed for a time of solemn prayer between Christmas and Epiphany, the relics of the Passion of our Lord that are usually kept in a chapel in one of the columns of the transept of St. Peter's Basilica. There the Holy Face appeared on the veil that covers the original Veil of Veronica, that is to say, the veil of Veronica is encased in a heavy silver case. That's covered in turn with a white silken veil. And it was on this silken veil that the faithful and the clergy, over the course of about three hours, actually saw the face of our Lord and how beautiful it was. What a magnificent meditation. You can see our Lord in some sense yourself, too, by the use of any beautiful or devotional picture, and you can draw from it similar fruits. So the purpose of this devotion is a twofold reparation. First of all, for blasphemies. Blasphemies, those who, blasphemers are those who speak against God, who outrage God, the sins of God, more than just taking the holy name of God in vain, you see it on all sides today. All of the heresies, all of the apostasies of the new religion in particular, how they offend Almighty God. There is a second offense for which we are called in this devotion to make reparation, and it is the profanation of Sundays and of holy days. These are the two principal sins our Lord told uh, Sister Mary of St. Peter that offend God and provoke 
his just anger. He then made me see, she writes, that this frightful sin wounds his divine heart more grievously than all other sins, showing me how by blasphemy the sinner curses him to his face, attacks him publicly, nullifies his redemption, and pronounces his own judgment and condemnation. The Savior made me understand that his justice was greatly irritated against mankind for its sins, but particularly for those that directly outrage the majesty of God, that is, atheism, communism, cursing, the desecration of Sundays and holy days. Our Lord said, the executioners crucified me on Friday, but Christians crucify me on Sunday. A thought to pause and to meditate on. At the present day, we read this in one of the booklets uh, printed by the Confraternity of the Holy Face. At the present day, the crimes which most outrage our Lord in his sacraments proceed from the secret societies. Another way to understand that phrase, secret societies, the organized forces of naturalism, Freemasonry, Jewry. They are indicated to Sister Marie de Saint-Pierre under the general title of communists as being the greatest enemies of the church. But you see the, the full meaning of that term, communists. He has commanded me, she said, to make war upon them, giving me to understand that these wretches are for the most part born in the church of which they now declare themselves the enemies. He has given me the weapons of his passion, his cross, and the other instruments of his torture with which to combat them. My daughter, he said to me, they have torn me out of my tabernacles. They have profaned my sanctuaries. They have lain hands on the anointed of the Lord. Have they not committed the crime of Judas? They have sold me for money. This knowledge must not remain sterile in your heart. I communicate it to you solely to arm you for the combat. This gives us another picture of devotion, doesn't it? That is to say, a means of understanding what is going on in the world and a means of arming ourselves to do something about it. No, devotion is not the reserve of pious old priests someplace or little ladies with time to kill between masses in church. Devotion opens our eyes and puts powerful weapons into our arms. Especially it is in reparation that we will be able to do something about these terrible sins. The golden arrow prayer with which I began my presentation today, Sister Mary of St. Pierre says, is meant to serve as a golden arrow to wound the heart of God with love and with forgiveness towards us poor children of men, even as blasphemies are a dagger into the heart of God 
with all of the offense and all of the sin that they comport. The practice of this devotion has um, a further benefit. That is to say, it stresses the sanctity of Sundays. Once again, we are encouraged to become part of the solution and not anymore part of the problem by violating the sanctity of the Lord's Day or only keeping it partially. That is to say, those Christians who do manage to attend Mass but then consider that the rest of the day belongs to themselves for unnecessary work, even servile work, unnecessary shopping, even a lot of shopping, or by sinning. And sinning, of course, is always unnecessary. These are all ways of cheating our Lord out of the one day of the week that he asks for us to give to him in return the matter of justice. How do we practice a devotion to the holy face of our Lord? Well, I've just read one of the prayers. Leaflets have been printed up and are available. You could always write to me at St. Gertrude the Great Church in 4900 Rialto Road, Westchester, Ohio, 45069, and I'd be happy to send you one or more of these leaflets put out by the Holy Face Association. They list all of the promises and some of the chief prayers. By Just by means of intending to honor the Holy Face, by gazing upon the Holy Face in meditation and prayer, by carrying the medal of the Holy Face, that's another story there, by reciting some of the devoted prayers every day, and perhaps, as our Lord requested, by observing Tuesdays throughout the year with some form of special devotion to the Holy Face. By all of these means, we can be amongst those who do offer reparation to the Holy Face of our Lord. In offering my face to my Father, they will appease his anger and will purchase, as with a heavenly coin, pardon for poor sinners. The way of devotion, isn't it time for us to be up and to practicing it? I wanted first of all to speak to you today about the devotion to the holy face of our Lord. This enables you, like a pious Veronica, again another one of the promises, to wipe his adorable face outraged by sin, so that our Lord in return may imprint his divine features. Where? in your soul. God bless you. This program was brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novus Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to NovusOrdoWatch.org. That's NovusOrdoWatch.org.